What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Real Talk, the number one real estate podcast in New Jersey. And today I am joined by Selena Cerezo. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, Selena? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. It's, it's been a while since we filmed the podcast. We kind of took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, you know, things are really crazy with business. Honestly, it's been super busy. We're in a new office, which we're now using as the set, I guess. Um, she's at Tom's desk. So I'm at Tom Clancy's desk, Tom Clancy's desk. So we don't know like what his situation is, if he's going to be okay with us using his desk or not, because he gets pretty, uh, territorial. So are you a little concerned about when this video comes out, what Tom's going to say? I cannot wait to hear what Tom is going to say. <laughs> Well, anyway, we moved into a new office, um, figured why not do the show that we call Office Hours in an actual office. It's a perfect set. This is natural. This is real. This is where we work every day. Um, so, yeah, we uh, took a little hiatus. Business was super crazy busy. I got involved in a lot of coaching, which I wasn't really doing much of prior to, uh, this, you know, prior since the last episode. But now I have all these coaching students and we have space in here for all of them. And it's been a crazy dynamic. Definitely very encouraging and very... Uh, it keeps me going. It keeps me having to be in the office early every morning, cold calling, working with you, you guys. So, um, all right. So, Selena, I want to introduce you on the show. Selena is going to be a reoccurring guest, of course, because she's always in here with me working. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what is your background? Where did you come from? And how did you get into real estate? So, first things first, I guess um, I can start off with saying that I've been in customer service retail um, for eight years, okay. I quit my job this year and decided to go full-time into real estate. I am 24 years old. I have been interested in being a real estate agent since I was 17. And really? I went to, yes. I went to real estate school when I was 17. Um, oh, I didn't know this. Yes. Was you to be 18 to go to real estate school? So I graduated high school. I'm a young graduate. Oh, so a I brainiac could take the in class. the building. Yeah. <laughs> I could take the class. At any age, but I could not take the state exam until I was 18. Mm, okay, I didn't know that. Okay. So as soon as I graduated from high school, I was 17. I had to wait until November um, to take my exam. But I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, so I chickened out. From the exam? From the exam. Okay, I didn't know what happened. And then um, I was working in retail. I wanted to do a fashion merchandising um, major. I went to college for a split second for a semester. And then I said, you know what? I need to go back into real estate. So when I was 22, I went, took my classes, took my exam, failed it the first time. Like most people. Took it again, passed it. And um, it's been a year in the making. It's been a lot of ups and downs, lots of confidence building, lots of nervous wreck feelings I've been going through. Yeah. And, um, and so now I'm here and I'm and I'm and I'm having the best time ever. This is the best funnest. Time of your life. This is the funnest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I'm really really big on enjoying my job yeah. and relationships and my environment. It mm -hmm. helps me as long as you enjoy your job, then you can be here any day of the week, any hour of the day, have fun, make money whether it's a lot of money or a little bit of money as long as you're having fun that's definitely true we have a lot of fun in here honestly probably too much fun too much fun. <laughs> probably too, too much fun sometimes work is not getting done because we have so much fun but we get we figure it out we get it done at the end of the day we're getting it done we're, we're still closing so what um what led you to have the realization like when you had the two paths fashion and school 
or real estate? Like what was, was there any like factors or anything that kind of put you in the direction that you went? Um, I'm very, very intrigued with interior design and it's just something I really couldn't get away from. Right. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, fashion merchandising was very, very fun. I can't even lie. It's, it's something that I still have a lot of experience in mm. and I still enjoy doing that also. Okay. And it kind of just, it kind of just tagged along with the interior design, you know, um, things that are visually pleasing I'm into. Right. So, um, I mean, I went to college and I, and I didn't feel like college was the right fit for me. I didn't know if I was going to get my degree. Mm. So I said, you know what? Let me go back into real estate and let me start making some money. There's no limits to this. Yeah. Yeah. There's, this is a whole different world and you don't have to necessarily go to school for it. Right. So, um, I just said, you know what? No limits. Let's do it this way. I'm comfortable this way. And this is where I went. Awesome. So. Awesome. So you were in Weikert first, right? Yes. For how long were you there? I was at Weikert for probably nine months. Okay. Just short of maybe not even, not a year. That's okay. For sure. And then you came over to Keller Williams. Came over to Keller Williams. Did you do any deals in Weikert when you were there? Nothing. No well, deals at all? No deals. Um, I did a lot of, did a lot of unofficial stuff. I've worked with a couple rental leads. I've worked with a buyer maybe once. Hmm. I've worked with um, someone who wanted to sell their house once, but nothing, you know, ever made it to the finish line. Yeah. Like I said, I had a lot of confidence issues and I wasn't really sure where I was going with things. I kind of, you know, like on top of loving my environment and having a good time in my environment, I'm really big on leadership and right. who I'm learning from. I'm someone who knows if I don't know something, I'm, I can't, I can't, I'm not a fake it till you make it kind of person. Mm. So, um, and mentorship is very, very important if you want to become a professional. Not everything is, some people are good when they're self-taught and some people need some assistance. Yeah. In a business like this, I think everyone needs assistance in some form. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, I'm happy to have you here. And yeah. ever since you come to Keller Williams, I mean, you've been killing it now. Um, I was so. actually going to come to Keller Williams first. Oh, why, why? I interviewed with Keller Williams first before I went over to Weikert. Um, but I just felt like in the interviewing process, Weikert had a little bit more to offer as far as what the team looked like and what my leadership was looking like. Right. So when I um, came over to Weikert and, you know, it just, it was a little bit too good to be true, I suppose, you know. Right. Um, I decided to come back to Keller Williams. Yeah. And Miss Gina, she grabbed me. Yep, yep, Miss Gina. <laughs> So let's talk about now your first couple months as a full-time agent mm -hmm. and what's going on. Let's have it's story time. I know you're okay. dealing with some crazy clients, not crazy, but just, you know, you're learning the business. Like yeah. you're really learning the business. Yeah. So do you have any, like anything you want to tell us about that's going on? Like what, what's your current deals lined up look like? Um, so I'm working with a lot of rental leads Yeah. right now and it has been an experience. I'm working with Section 8 right yeah. now. I am working with more um, more financially, um, more clients who are in a better financial position. 
for lack of a better word. You got a real scope to it because you have some Section 8 clients you're working with and you have some clients who are looking for like mansions at like $4,000 a month rent. Exactly. So you're seeing all sides of everything. So I'm seeing all sides of it. Um, (laughs) My, this time being in, you know, a full-time agent, it's been, I mean, it's crazy because like I said, it's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun, even though I haven't made a lot of money. Yeah. I've closed one deal Already, so far. Yeah. You got one. Um, yeah, that was like what in my first four weeks of yeah. working with you, like officially, officially. Yeah. So that's that's pretty record breaking to me in that my was eyes. Awesome. It was success. That's all I needed. Yeah. You know, I heard a lot you know, in your first year or two years you hear a lot of like you won't be you you may not close within that time. It may take a lot of time before you see any money. Yeah. And I spoke to actually um, one of the agents here. I spoke to Ellen and she told me, you know, hey, once you get that first check, it's like it's like a drug. You know, you right. keep going. You just right. keep going. Once you get a little taste of it. Yeah. You're in it to win it from there. And that's kind of where I'm at. I can't see myself going back. But I've been um, <laughs> dealing with a very yeah wide scope of clients, some who are very um, picky and a little bit more on the complicated end and some who are very um, patient and know what they want, know what they're going for and they're qualified right. to do it. So it's, it's been a challenge. I actually just got an application accepted with, um, yeah, within like the last like hour. Yes. So you got another one lined up. Yes. That's the thing. There, it's definitely true what people say is, you know, you might not close a deal at your first couple months. Most likely you won't. Mm-hmm. And I, they're definitely referring to like buying buyers or listings more mm-hmm. so. That's why it's always good to just take whatever you can get when you start, especially rentals. You close a couple of those, like, I was, like I've always told you, yeah. close a couple of rentals, make some good money and kind of get your, you know, get your footing. Um, but yeah, you, um, Within the first four, like you said, four, first four weeks, got one, and you are addicted already. Can you imagine yeah. when you close a buyer deal, I'm and when you make a fat commission check, how you're gonna a, feel? Dude, already I was at the gym last night, and I got the call <laughs> right. about um, my acceptance for for an application I put in, and I literally ran from wall to wall, back and forth in the gym, jumping around, making a scene in the gym. Was anybody around you? <laughs> My girlfriends were around me, but the like on the other <laughs> random people, not too many, just one. And I didn't look at his, I did not look at his reaction. What gym is it? Retro? Metro Club Metro, Metro in Freehold. Yeah. But don't give it away now. People are gonna go stalk you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I mean, I'm social. <laughs> oh, wow, you now you're inviting it. That's dangerous. Oh my gosh, but. Um, that's hysterical though. So, so when I make my, my first closing on a buyer. Yeah. You're going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. You're going to be dancing around the gym. Like <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm, if I have no money in the bank, it doesn't matter. We're going to Miami anyway. Oh my until gosh. <laughs> you're giving them every location that they can find you at Metro <laughs> Miami. We're going to Miami, everyone. Oh my gosh. All right. So, um, wh- like, where do you want to be? Like in a we've been getting ready, like working a lot, prospecting, getting ready for 2021. What are like some of your goals for 2021? Like realistically, now that you've been in the trenches a little bit for the last two months, we set a goal that I thought was, yeah, I think it's very doable still. Very doable. Um, I initially thought, you know, my, my first goal was actually 25,000. 
Mm. I come from the retail working experience, hourly pay, minimum wage. Like, I've never made more than what 20, 25,000 in a year. Right. So, so I thought, you know, that. hmm, let's let's test the waters here. Let's let's start off where I'm at right now. So when I heard, um, maybe you should raise it to fifty thousand, Selena. Let's go for fifty thousand. I thought that was kind of a joke, but <laughs> I mean. Now that I'm in this business full time and I'm feeling the vibes of how how this works. Yeah. What we were talking about making potentially what 91, 97? Yeah, if we you close two deals at like 300k. I think right. it was. I think that was the math. I mean, just think about it. Like Ashley's one deal, one buyer is like right under 10k, I, I believe. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Right? That's one buyer, so you close five of those Dude. and you're pretty close to 50k. <laughs> Yeah. Five of those in a year, it sounds pretty easy. So, you know, when you think of it that way. You got to break it down, make it more. Yeah, a lot of people overthink it, I feel like. Right. You got to break down the numbers, look at it very simply, and then set your goals that way because then you get overwhelmed by this huge number. You mm-hmm. set small goals, baby steps. That's like right. 101 for like doing anything. And I feel like a lot of the times with me or, you know, the trend is like, okay, you may not see something for a while, but then all of a sudden it starts, things start coming, rolling in. Yeah. So... I think that goal is very attainable. Yeah. And I'm excited to make it. Yeah. And, you know, of course, once we break the first ceiling, we're, we're going to be on our way to break the second one. De- definitely. So on and so forth. So question, when you close your first big deal, let's say let's say it's a $7,000 commission check. Let's just say that number. When you close your first big deal, what is the first thing you're going to splurge and treat yourself on? Are you going to spend anything on like an expensive bag or some, some are you going to go crazy on something or are you going to be fr- super frugal and invest it or save it so first things first first things off, first pay off some debt there you go that's <laughs> smart that's smart there you go i have yeah we're going to pay off some debt i mean you guys will definitely see i'm uh i'm a pretty fashionable girl but I don't that, shop that, a lot. Oh no! I do not shop a lot. I thought you were about to hit like the vintage thrift store kind of stuff. That's your vibe. I'm a I vintage. Like. I keep. I buy. I bought clothes from years ago, and I keep them. I can still fit them, so I'm wearing them as long as they're still in style, and as long as I can make it work. Yeah. So, <laughs> Styles keep coming back. We're paying off debt. That's the first thing. That's good. Second thing, Miami. Oh, so you, there, there's a splurge we're, for sure. She started with the paying off debt, but she didn't mention the Miami till now. <laughs> We're going to Miami, baby. Oh my gosh! Just sit on the beach. If I can make, listen. The first, the first ceiling I'll break through, or not even the first ceiling, but the first deal we close. If it's in the winter time, best believe, I'm going to be in win- in in Miami while it's 30 degrees over here, and I will be on a beach and I will be calling you guys from there, wishing you were here. <laughs> Maybe we'll all go. It'll be fun. If we get the could whole do squad that, together, let's make it happen. Get Tom, Ashley. Everybody. That would be so I can't fun. imagine what it would be like all of us on a plane. Oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sleep on the chaotic. plane. I'm a sleeper on the plane, so I don't know. We'll yeah, see. but you're not going to sleep on that plane. That's like a two-hour flight. So? You don't sleep all night. I, I guess we, we, we slept on the plane, too. I guess I guess you always end up sleeping on a plane. You feel – I feel like when you're on a plane, when you get off the plane, or even when you're on it, you just feel like gross. Like I felt like I feel like I need a shower after I get no, off the plane. I never feel like that. I feel like groggy. It, like it's like it's like when you're in a car for really long. It feels like, you know what I'm talking about. It's where I get that feeling from is when you fly. Well, first of all, you drive to the airport, then you fly. Yeah. Then you have to drive from the airport 
I, then I'm groggy because it's so much traveling. Driving yeah. to and from is the worst possible part. I love to fly. So. I love to fly too. I think I think um, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that it's more so that whenever I fly, it's usually early in the morning, mm-hmm. so I'm like already tired and I'm getting on a plane right. and I'm like exhausted even more so from the, the process. Is, the hack is to never sleep the night before. Oh no, that sounds horrible. Don't sleep the night before. Stay up all night. As soon as you get on that plane, close your eyes and and that dream it like away. No, it's only a two hour flight though. You're not gonna get so. much sleep. You stay up all night and then you're sleeping in Miami. Nah, man. <laughs> Once you're in Miami, you're up. Once you're in Miami, you're up. Time for some margaritas. Time for margaritas. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's time for a good time. All right. Well, I want to open the, the show up a little more. We've been talked we talked about a lot of real estate. We've talked a little bit about stocks with Tom and Chris. But I wanna, you know, I wanna make the topics more broad and be able to talk about finances and things. So let's talk about some of your personal finances, Selena. And I'll talk about mine if you have any questions. Oh, geez. But <laughs> let's talk about like what like are you interested in investing? Like, what do you want to get involved in? Where yeah. do you want to put your money when you start making those big bucks? When I start making those big bucks, I want to, um, I definitely do want to invest in real estate. Okay. Um, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is just to really, you know, own property and rent it out. I feel like that's, you know, like one of the most typical things. Yeah. Um, I think I, I would like to start there first. Definitely. And see how it goes. Um, I mean, hey, like anything for residual income, I I can't even, I can't down that, you know? A yeah. lot of people do it. A lot of people have experiences from renting out, you know, houses that they own, whether it's good or bad. But, you know, I think that that's a very good investment is owning real estate because someone's always going to need land. I mean, well, not land, but a house to live in. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's there's never going to not be money in in that business. So, um, but I mean, as far as other investments goes, I'm I can't say that I'm 100% educated in in all of the outlets yeah. in knowing, you know. So, I'm definitely down to a lot. We'll of definitely things. probably end up talking about even more of it and getting more involved in it on the podcast. Yeah. Like I want to talk about jewelry investments. I want to talk about stocks. I want to talk about For sure. You know, whatever like Rolexes, well, I said jewelry, but like Rolexes. Rolexes, that's an investment right there. Mm-hmm. You, you you don't think about that, but it is. Oh no, it is. I used to watch. I mean, used to watch. I used to work for a watch company. Really? So I'm I'm very familiar. What company? Um, Invicta. You were oh in the mall, right, yes. right, 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 right. Let's yeah. give let's give more locations away so <laughs> people can find you. <laughs> You'll never find me. All right, so, um, what else should we talk about in this episode? Let's let's talk about current events events okay what do you think about what's going on in the world <laughs> oh, the man. shit storm that is 2020 you know i'm um i'm really not someone who likes to involve myself in toxic energy um so you, sh- you shouldn't be around 2020 at all then 2020 has been you know a story and a half for everyone i but i've learned a lot this year i've gone through a lot this year yeah financial wise personal wise you know work wise everything wise it's just been hell of a freaking ride and i can't say i enjoyed any of it <laughs> but at least we can leave this year i hope all of us if not most of us can leave this year saying that we learned something yeah i think we all did do you um, think uh, 2021 is going to be any better i cannot say we are back. Technical difficulties. Selena's storage was full. So unprofessional on your first episode. Oh my gosh. I had no Audio's idea. Audio's good. 
she didn't know she had to supply I, the camera on my first episode. We, we really get everybody fully involved. You come into this <laughs> operation, you are fully involved. Anyway, I don't know where we left off, but let's just talk about this real quick to close off the episode. Let's talk about where you see the next year going in regards to COVID. People are predicting this huge breakouts. We're seeing lockdowns starting to happen again. How do you think that's going to affect anything, everything, businesses, and especially our market, the real estate market? It's tough because I'm someone who really likes to relax. Um, but I do think that it's going to have a another negative effect unless they come up with some way to make it work. So if we have another shutdown, I think it really just depends on how long that shutdown is going to be right. to really know. I've been seeing a lot of people saying that like people are going to like riot against it and be like, we're not shutting down. Like, What, what do you think like, the state of like civil unrest is going to be? Are people going to be defiant and be like, I don't care. I'm not wearing a mask. It's not like because they're so sick of it. Or do you think the majority of people are going to be like, all right, I'll comply? Well, people are already there's already a mix of people who don't want to comply. So like, for instance, oh, I read an article. Florida's governor, I think, said that no matter what the whoever's president, no matter what they say, Mm -hmm. he's not he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not shutting down my country, my state. (laughs) So now it's like states are like divided, like everybody's going to like just do their own thing. It's going to be lawless anarchy. It's really insane to me. I, you know, if sitting down and resting is really um, going to help shorten the whole COVID situation as a whole, then I think that we should just do it. Yeah. Because if we don't, then it's going to linger around. And as people are minimizing it to be a flu, um, the flu has never gone away. So then COVID will never go away. Yeah. I think they really need to figure out um, some type of way to like do it, but make sense of it and not shut down every business and keep like small gatherings and small groups, be able to like manage it in a smart way. Because for instance, like there are so many businesses that are going to be affected that Mm -hmm. could be operating at smaller capacities. Like for instance, our business here, Mm -hmm. like me, you, Tom, the five people that share this, this room specifically, we could come in here and keep it very safe because we, we all know each other. Mm -hmm. Anybody gets sick, we get tested. Like Tom got tested when he had, he felt a little sick, you know, but shutting down entirely is really going to throw a huge wrench in a lot of people's businesses. I think me as someone who's been, um, actually, seeing how businesses are working with the whole thing right now my i would probably honestly say that people are not strictly abiding by the regulations that are in place right now so there's there's you know regardless of how we personally feel there's still a lot of leniency like i was just at the gym and a girl was running on the treadmill wanting to be slick and wasn't wearing her mask and of course we all understand like in the gym especially too it's it's an impossible task almost like who wants to you know work out with a mask on but you have to do it right and so it when nobody is fully is fully fully strictly regulating what is going on then we're never going to have a handle on it right i'm trying to find this i read an article i'm trying to find the actual chart but i i heard that joe biden was speaking last night yeah. In regards to like what his plan is for COVID, and he had said that he's gonna follow the possibly follow the Irish what the Irish Ireland did, mm. um, or I guess his his advisor like a do, his doctor advisor said that, and um, it starts out with like level five like there's levels to it as it unlocks right like as you know yeah. as things get better. Oh, I'm trying to find it. I can't find it anywhere. But apparently they handled it really well. But level five like the first level is super extreme. 
Really? Like, like you can't go anywhere. Really? Yeah. Like, I, there was one article I think I saw. I don't know if this is incorrect information. I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably spreading false information. <laughs> but there was one article I saw where there was, like, it was so extreme to the fact that you have to text a, a number, which is, like, the, the, the police in the area, to mm. let them know when you're leaving your house. That's... That's going to cause an uproar. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? That's like so much crazier than martial law. Well, I guess martial, that is martial law. Martial law is just so you can't leave your house. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be crazy, though? That's like apocalyptic. That is. That's like that's like straight from the movies. Like, I, don't I don't understand. I do like, are, are there any countries? I'm really like, honestly, like I can just admit it, that I'm really just not up to date on like my COVID news. But are there any mm-hmm. countries that like fully recovered and are doing really well? Like Spain or Italy or any of these countries that were hit really hard? Um, you know what? I'm almost in the same boat as you, but I can guarantee you there's some research for the next episode. Yeah, we definitely should. I I'm interested to find out like what countries are back op- operating fully mm-hmm. and what how how they handled the measures and why aren't why right. isn't everybody just replicating that? Because I know for a fact there was countries yeah. who who definitely did a lot better or had zero case or had very low cases and just right. kept it down. And just kept it down. Like didn't uh, wasn't Korea one of them? I don't know. I feel like somewhere North in the, Korea? In somewhere in Europe. It yeah, was, like Sweden. Sure. What? New Zealand, New Zealand maybe? Like, it could be. Well, that's the thing. It's the population. Like, what is yeah. what makes a difference? But it's like, guys, you know, I, I understand. Like, a lot of people, it's it's also a mental health thing, you know. And like, I feel like when it was a shutdown, that was a perfect time to take care of your mental health at that point and figure out how to adapt because people want to adapt with this virus so that it stays around. And that's not what we should be doing. Right. So we should learn instead of doing that, adapting to being still. And, you know, I think that it's just it's really, really tough and difficult. I think it is something that is a huge problem, you know, when it came to the stimulus. This the second stimulus that was supposed to come, and I mean the first one in general, I did not agree with the amount that was given out, but I mean it was something. And the thing is, you know, it's a it's it's a it's the fr- a free country to an extent where you know people are stimulating by using that money towards the wrong things. Yeah, that's a whole nother topic, man. It's a whole nother topic because ne- I believe they're trying to get the next stimulus check out. Oh, well, I don't know who's trying. I I hear mixed things. I hear Nancy Pelosi's against right. it and you know it's all mixed bag of things but it is questionable because even though there are definitely people who need that support mm-hmm. in the way that covid was handled a lot of people are working now right. a lot of people are back to a lot work. of people are back so are they're not gonna they're, they're not with those stimulus checks they're not regulating who's working who's not everybody's just getting it anybody who's a, like, was an employee somewhere even if you're working again mm-hmm. um so like is that a resource? Can't that money be put somewhere else that makes more sense? I, I think probably to people who actually lost their jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus a $1,200 bonus for people like you and me who are working. I mean, sure, I'd love it. Like, I'll, I'll take that extra 1200 If everybody's getting it, like, why not? But I'm in a more fortunate situation than other people, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm able to work. Um, you know, even when... Even when even if we're locked down, we, we we still can get some work done technically from home. I mean, it's going to be like really, yeah. we can't really close deals and show properties, things like that, but it's more flexible, our job at least, right. a little bit. I, I have here the Irish thing. You have something to say? Yeah. No, I was actually going to say, it's funny. If we do have another shutdown and yeah. the office closes, I'm going to be so mad. We <sighs> should definitely squat like at, at like everyone's house, like take turns. 
Yeah, but uh, okay. So if if the, if we follow the Irish plan, let's see. If they go into the Irish plan, yeah, for level five, which is where they where you start, no visitors permitted at all in each other's houses. Zero. No visitors. No visitors at all. No gatherings at all. The only exceptions are funerals and weddings. Six people can attend your wedding. That's the max. No indoor gather gatherings at all allowed. Okay. None. So the wet even the weddings and funerals have to be outdoors. Yeah. Um, sports matches none. Not even without the audiences, so no sports. Bars, cafes, and restaurants um, open for takeaway food or delivery only. Mm-hmm. Not even outdoor, not even outdoor dining. We dealt with that. Wet already, pubs, so. which I believe is just bars and outdoor bars, yeah. only takeaway and delivery services. So no outdoor seating, nothing. Domestic travel, stay at home except to exercise within five kilometers from your house. Jesus. <laughs> and then public transportation avoid completely. Only essential workers, 25% capacity. So that's like a, a, a little breakdown. I think there's like, if you go online, you can find like a further breakdown. But that's the Irish. That's how they did it. Mm-hmm. And then by level one, this all these levels. By right. level one, it goes from visitors, 10 people from three households, gatherings, 50 outside your home or garden. Like they, it, mm. it goes up, but not by much. It takes a while. Like, right. So it's, it's pretty extreme, but maybe that's the measures we need. Who knows? You know, one thing that that is a huge lesson in real estate is to learn from the professionals, the most successful ones, and take those models because they've been successful, and then put your own twist on them. And I think that right. in this case, the same thing needs to happen. Yeah. Take exactly. Take what works. They need to. What they really need to it. do is like limit or like completely remove social things. Like we don't need sure. this, we don't need the social. Like let people work yeah. in like closed environments, small gatherings. Like if, if you can have a funeral or a wedding mm-hmm. with six people, then why can't six people be working in an office? And right. then you get rid of the social aspect. We don't need to go out and drink. We don't need to go to restaurants. We just need to get our work done. That's all anybody cares about, really. Right. You know? Right. Um, I was also reading this thing. We'll just end it. I know we're running on a little bit here, but. Mm-hmm. COVID California Thanksgiving restrictions. Have you heard about this COVID in California LA? California Thanksgiving restrictions. Okay, go for it. Never heard of it. All right, all right, hold on. The, this is their guidance that the CDC gave for Thanksgiving. It's pretty It's pretty comical, if anything. Let me see if I find it. Uh, okay. If attending a gathering, the agency recommends that you bring your own plates, cups, and utensils, like for your family mm-hmm. Thanksgiving dinner. Store your mask safely while eating and drinking. Avoid going in and out of the kitchen while food is being prepared. Use single-use options for condiments and food containers. Hosts can plan the meal outdoors with limited groups or open windows if dining indoors. Talk with guests about exceptions beforehand. Sanitize services, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know if this is the article. But basically, I was I, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about it. Oh, yeah. If you're traveling... Uh, travel. Look at the travel restrictions. Get your flu shot. Wear a mask. Only take off your mask at the table when eating and drinking. Like this is in your house for Thanksgiving dinner. It's crazy. It's insane. This is the world's coming to. We're just the world. The planet is just burning down. You know, I would just. I would hate. I would hate to live like that for an extended amount of time. Imagine this goes on for another year. Can you believe that it's been a year almost? Oh my God. Like it, I feel like it's so weird. Time went so slow, but also really fast because we're in like it's like the, all blur. There is no concept of time after this year. That's for it's all damn a blur. sure. It's for me. It's not even a blur. I feel like you know, for once, summer came at the perfect time. Spring came at the perfect time. Like my birthday, 
I mean, my birthday was probably the most off feeling as far as time goes. I think we all had an interesting birthday this year, too. At least, like, during our birthdays, during this time of the year, uh-huh. things are a little bit more open outdoors, bars. I still kept this strict. I know, but his birthday, April, in the heat yeah. of things, like, oh, we man. couldn't do anything. Yeah. It's horrible. I could definitely, I could, we could definitely do the comparison on that one. But, like, to imagine doing this, like I said, for another year is just next level i would hate to do that i know and i think that people have an issue with you know dealing with a really hard period in time and just fighting through it so that at the end of it there can be an end of it you know yeah a light at the end of the tunnel it's especially interesting for us in the business that we're in because it's you know it really affected things not even like negative to negatively you know some of it was positive like sales are up because there's limited listings and things like that. A lot that. of us are more resourceful now. Right, exactly. So it's kind of an interesting time that we're adapting to and it's, you know, it's unusual. It's not like a normal realtor starting out in the business where mm-hmm. it's just normal day to day. We're living in a crazy world. But a lot of the experts are saying that they, they do not see the market collapsing or going down. You know, the people who are in forbearance on their loans and things like that for COVID, uh-huh. they, I, I was reading some things online where they're saying they can't imagine a world where the the banks say to all of these people, the mortgages, you owe now or we're foreclosing on you. There has to be some understanding there and some type uh-huh. of process to like fix things and maybe reevaluate the mortgages or make a payment plan, you know, because right. obviously there's so many people in forbearance who are holding off. So, you know, they don't predict a crash, which is great for us. And hopefully our market That's just keeps great. going, stand yeah. strong. Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll end it here. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. Make sure – did it end cut? Uh, video cut, but we'll just do audio only here. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Please, please, please. It means so much. If you're watching on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. And if you're watching on Spotify, make sure to subscribe. We'll be back next week and the week after and the week after. Don't worry. We won't take another hiatus. I promise. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks, guys.